Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying season two. We have gotten off to a great start and I'm thankful you are listening and sharing the podcast with other people that you think may be encouraged as well. And more importantly, I hope you are continuing to fight for joy in whatever you are facing today and that this season of the Fighting for Joy podcast is giving you fresh perspectives as you listen to my friends share about various tools that are helping them fight for joy in the midst of their difficulties, as well as in their normal day-to-day experiences. Today, you get to hear from my New York friend, Kelly Carnes, and I can't wait for you to listen in on our conversation as she shares about how something as practical as writing has helped her to press on through the midst of a really hard season in her life. I hope you are encouraged by our conversation. Hi, Kelly. Hello there. Thank you for doing this with me. Um, you are so welcome. I'm excited now to, to do this and get to talk to you. Me too. Well, you and I met through BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship, when Grace and Maya, which is my youngest and your oldest, were mm-hmm. toddlers that were about 12 or 13 years ago. Does that sound right? Yes, because yeah. I, was, I was pregnant with Kai and we yes. started... Um, BSF in January of 2007. So you were in my group and along with a lot of other wonderful ladies that year. Yes. And we just had a special connection from the start of our friendship. And I just always treasure time with you, Kelly, and learn so much from you. And I think one of my favorite things about you is just your willingness to allow plenty of space for deep conversations. And you're just, (laughs) you're good at getting to the next level in friendships. Yeah, I do appreciate that about you as well, because a lot of, you know, in life, you just do the how's the weather type of thing. And Mm -hmm. while sometimes it has to start out that way, um, I definitely like it when it goes to a deeper level and more connected. So Me too. And our husbands have a really special friendship too. So that has always been an added bonus and a lot of fun for us as couples. Yeah. Well, let's just start by having you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners. Okay. Um, I am a wife to my wonderful husband, Casey. He uh, works as a chief information security officer for New York Power Authority, um, which basically means he's in charge of the cybersecurity. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Yep. yep. Um, and I'm mom to our daughter, Maya, who's 15, our son, Kai, who's 12, and two more daughters, Sydney and Haley, that are eight and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Nebraska for the first 39 years outside of Omaha and then um, we moved to New York and we live about 50 miles north of the city Um, and I taught second grade for four years but have been a stay-at-home mom ever since Maya was born. Awesome. Well, one other thing I would love to mention, too, is just the unique ways that your husband, Casey, has built into our 17-year-old son, Turner. I mean, that's just another special aspect of our friendship. And I was really blessed um, a couple weeks ago. I heard Turner in the other room talking on the phone to someone and found out later it was your sweet husband calling (laughs) from New York, just checking in on Turner's senior year. And that was so kind. I mean, Turner looks up to and respects Casey so much. And that's great. I mean, I know why he's got the coolest job. He's super (laughs) intelligent, you know, and does all this important work. But Eric and I were just really blessed by Casey's willingness to be a mentor and a role model for our son. You bet. I think he really likes that too. Yeah. It's a two-way street. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think they have a lot of fun together. Well, I wanted to um, have you on the podcast because I think you have found 
and utilized just a really special tool in your fight for joy um, these last few years especially and I, I just think it'll be an encouragement to others as they are exploring different ways to fight for joy themselves um, but before we get to the specific tool that you um, have been using um, let's just first have you share a little bit about this huge transition that you've walked through <laughs> um, your move and just the ways that it has made your fight for joy um, n- a little more needed lately Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I spent my whole life in a little one hour bubble of living in and out and around of Omaha, Nebraska. And then um, about two, well, three years ago, it was, it was the year of 2016. And, and Casey and I, for some reason, both started feeling some sort of stirring mm-hmm. inside of us that, that something needed to change. And we had no idea why, because we had built a beautiful home from scratch. Casey was the architect. Mm-hmm. He did all the cabinetry. We painted it all ourselves. You know, everything was was on the lot that we chose. And we had wonderful neighbors, family right close. And But for some reason, we just were both feeling something. We didn't know what it was. So we spent um, a good chunk of that summer praying and studying and both reading scripture and other devotionals and books to to figure out what this was mm-hmm. and um and then in this march of 2016 when this job popped up on casey's feed somewhere i don't know if it's through linkedin or what but um and it was for a job in new york and i was like no <laughs> no way <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the last places i would choose to live on my own and that whole summer, every so often, he'd say, you know, that job is still out there. Hmm. I'd be like, no, no. And then finally, it was in September, he said, I'm going to ask you one last time. It was a Sunday night. And he's like, I'm going to ask you, do you, should I just apply? He's like, I know I don't have a chance at it. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. So since he said that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> apply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he did. And the next morning, they called him and said, we'd like to set up an interview that Friday. And um, he took the on the call interview and then they wanted to do a video interview the following week. And then the next week they flew him out and the next week he was offered a job. So it happened really fast Mm -hmm. and um, it all felt very right, except for the part of just leaving everything we had known (laughs) for both of us and our kids their whole life. Um, And so that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) and then. um, I was thinking about just the, your words, fighting for joy. And that really didn't start until Casey left of in it was January 1st of 2017, the night before all of our friends, you guys and family had come over to our house and gave us a wonderful going away mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. And the next morning he took off and headed to New York on his own. Um, they needed him to start. And uh, for five months, um, I was a single parent, basically. Mm-hmm. He came home every other weekend. Mm, I remember and that, hard. Yeah. that was the beginning of me realizing that I, life wasn't going to be easy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in being a single parent, I was shoveling the snow. And, and when it got nice out, mowing the lawn and being mm-hmm. the homework parent, the put-to-bed parent, the every, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It, and I would say about two months in was kind of my breaking point. I, I, 
it was just, there was just so many details and tasks and we sold our house for sale by an owner. So I was doing the paperwork and all the um, communicating with that to people and the website and hmm. showing the house and keeping it clean. Yeah, but yeah. praise the Lord, it sold in like 11 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but but about two months in was when I, I hit a wall where I just realized I couldn't do my Kelly things in life anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was really hard because, oh, you know, as, as a stay-at-home mom, you know, mm, yeah, uh, that it's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need to have those outlets. Yes. So, um, sorry. You know, Kelly, it's, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> it makes total sense to me that you would get emotional yeah. over this. Yes. Yeah. So I had to, I was, at the time I was um, a leader for Bible study fellowship, um, and I had to step down from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to step down from going to chastise every day, which that was a big deal too. And I was PTA secretary, but I just couldn't do those things well and be what I needed to be at home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. I mean, I think in moving, you know, like you've just explained, and just even the transition, even before mm-hmm. you moved, the transition of a new job and a new role for you. I mean, there's so many aspects of grief (laughs) that I'm hearing. And that's why the tears make sense to me. It is a life change, a huge life change. And, um, you know, you mentioned a number of the things that you lost. and, And I know there were even more. I mean, but the loss of so many things, I think, I think people can discount how difficult something like a job change or a move or a shift in what you're used to being responsible for, even in the home, um, mm-hmm. they discount it because they compare it to other people's problems and difficulties that might seem quote unquote bigger. But really, this is something to be processed and worked through. And it totally makes sense to me that it would intensify the fight for joy in your life, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just such a contrast from what you've known all of your life and the comfort that you were able to experience before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was I was actually, it sounds so bad, and if my mother listens to this, she'll be so sad, but <laughs> I was actually desperate and so ready to leave because mm-hmm. I was so done with those five months. <laughs> yes, you know, I wanted yes. a sense of normalcy again, and um, I thought once we moved that that was going to happen, everything would be normal and good again. But that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're right, though, Kelly. I think God yeah. was somewhat preparing you. Those those were some tough months where you got to the point where you were eager to leave and go be with your husband and start your new life. So, yeah. but tell me a little bit. So after you moved, so you got out there, then what did life look like for you those first oh. couple of months, that first year? Well, you know, the first, honestly, um, when I think back, so we drove straight through in a minivan with our family of six, two mm-hmm. dogs, one which is a 110-pound mocha bear, you know, uh-huh. so yes. two dogs yes. and a cat <laughs> in a minivan, 26-hour drive straight through. I think you through. sent me we a selfie. Well, I think you sent me a selfie breaks, from but... that moment. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, we got closer to to home and, and we stopped at the store, grabbed some air mattresses, pillows, blankets, mm-hmm. and we basically just had enough for a few days of clothes for the first few days until the moving truck came. And those first few days were actually a lot of fun and very sweet memories when I look Hmm. back, because we're all sleeping together on the floor and kind of exploring the area and our yard. And, but then um, reality set in that 
our yard has, we bought it, we bought the house when there was like two feet of snow on the ground. So we didn't really know what was all back there, but it ends <laughs> up our, our plot of land, it's an acre, has was infested with um, not only ticks, but poison ivy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I remember Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Four out of six of us oh. ended up with poison ivy rash within those first weeks. And mine and, and our youngest, Haley, uh, we, we got hit the hardest. Mine lasted nine weeks. I had, I had no medicine or steroids or creams, nothing that could bring relief. Mm. Um, and then also where we live is like the number one concentrated area of Lyme disease. Mm. So, um, it really just felt like those first few months, all I did was administer medicine, creams, bath soaks. And Mm -hmm. of course, anytime the dogs or the kids went out, I'm examining them from head to toe. And that's just, that took honestly a lot of time too. Like it was exhausting. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a lot of fear and a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from being like all positive and hopeful and ready to reality setting in and all of a sudden a big just sadness and I was scared. Like, I'm like, what did we get ourselves into? And I started feeling regret, which for me is regret and guilt are like two of the worst feelings to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's honestly when I feel like the devil took hold. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's when he started working his magic on, mm-hmm. on me in particular, because the other, everyone else in the family was adjusting beautifully. Mm-hmm. The, when we got here, it was the end of May. So the kids had about three and a half weeks of school here, and we decided to enroll them, which was a good decision because they got to see the schools, meet kids and teachers. Um, We had never done a bus system before, so we all kind of got used to that. And so that was great for them. And Casey was going to work and coming home. And then there was me at home with no jazzercise, BSF, Mm -hmm. um, no connection to other moms to ask questions, no I couldn't just call the school and know who the secretary was and talk to her. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, my everything was was just flipped upside down, and I had not thought that through at all before we left. Um, I wasn't thinking about me. I mean, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I really thought I'm the mom. I will adjust. I'll be okay. But I found out I don't like change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like things the same, and I like to to make them how I know it and it's comfortable and um but but I will say that before we moved Casey and I and the kids we prayed for for three really main things consistently and it was to find a church family for kids to be okay in the adjustment and have good friends in school and for us to have nice neighbors because those were all things that we had in Fremont and mm-hmm. we couldn't just make happen on our own and those things like Jody, they just were answered instantly. Within the first two days of us being here, neighbors were bringing us cookies and meals and wine and exchanging phone numbers and mm-hmm. wanting to meet our kids. And um, we had a good church family, you know, that that welcomed us into the church. And and the kids, honestly, we didn't have one really bad thing happen. They they just out of four kids, something should have, somebody should have been crying or upset about something and <laughs> right. that wasn't happening. So it was wonderful that we could show our kids that 
the power of prayer mm. and show them that look at those prayers were answered. Yeah. Just just I should have been praying for me too. <laughs> Specifically me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kelly. I mean, thank you for sharing all of that because you're right. God was at work. I mean, he was answering prayers. But yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fear and sadness and difficult things and even, you know, the spiritual warfare that you that you mentioned, I mean, the discouragement that that can bring. And I know as your friend, I mean, it was hard to hear you struggle across the miles. Um, Mm -hmm. I do feel like it helped us to stay in better touch. I mean, I attribute a lot of that to your openness and your vulnerability with some of these harder things because you did step in and ask other people for prayer. (laughs) And I know that our husbands did, you know, connect with one another and try to bring encouragement to each other. And um, you know, across the miles, I feel like um, some of the hard stuff you've walked through has allowed us to find special ways to support each other and walk with mm-hmm. one another in a way that maybe we wouldn't have if everything had just gone beautifully and smoothly and you, you know, just pressed on and moved on and just a very easy transition in your new life there in New York. So that's so true. Yeah. Well, let's get into what has helped your fight for joy and kind of regain some, some direction and purpose in the midst of this move and in the midst of these struggles, um, the specific tool that I asked you to share about is your writing and specifically your new blog. So take <laughs> a few minutes to kind of share a little bit of the process of just how you got to where you're at now with what you are calling trying to live simply. And I love your little tagline too. Doesn't it say something like trying to live simply in a not simple world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So tell yeah. us a little bit how you got to the place where you have a blog now. Uh, well, it would be all of my husband's fault mm, because um, it. it was in July. He sat down and he he created a website and he turned the screen towards me and said, do you like this logo? And in my head, I'm thinking I, I love the lighthouse because mm. I love what the lighthouse means and represents. And um, but I don't in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know why you're doing this. I don't have. I didn't feel like I had anything to say that's not already out there mm-hmm. that someone else could already Google. And um, but he he really told me that that I do have something to share. And in the beginning, I honestly was doing it out of, well, he did this. I better do it kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah. um, but the last couple of weeks, I have really started to have a more creative mindset and I have all kinds of little ideas going through my head and I kind of actually want to write Hmm. more. Hmm. Um, And so also within all of that, I feel like the blog is, has helped me and it's even connected me with a few new people that I wouldn't have ever met, which I think is cool already. And um, it also provides me to just do a lot of self-reflection. So Hmm. um, I'm always contemplating something (laughs) like that's just, how I am. So um, I am realizing I can use those contemplative thoughts and turn them into an article or a story or something. Yes, so yes. Um, and the other thing is that I, I do have more time here in Nebraska. I, I was much busier in really every area of my life, whether I was meeting someone for coffee or um, volunteering for something or working Mm -hmm. out or Mm -hmm. and and here I just I feel like I have been gifted that the time part of it that I have more time to think about life and Mm -hmm. for those first 18 months I it wasn't always good but these last six months I've I've been doing so much better and um spinning it around and 
turning all those negatives into positives. Mm, so I love it. That's really hard, hard to do. Like yes. I knew, I knew in my head, even those first few months, I knew in my head, my biblical truth. And I knew what I should be mm-hmm. thinking and feeling. And, um, but without that heart part, boy, did that just not work. So yeah. it's taken a long time to, instead of just being grateful or looking at the positives from like once a month to once a week to daily. And now I'm really to the point that almost every little thing I'm seeing the good Mm. in it, which Mm. is how I used to be. Mm. Um, Mm. And that kind of comes back to the, to the Enneagram, but we can talk about that later. But (laughs) when you, this summer, when we were with you and Eric down in Omaha Uh and you said, I was talking about how I had just never experienced such sadness and Mm -hmm. anger and all these feelings and stress even like I didn't have that before and you were like oh well you go to a six did you know that you go to the six (laughs) on the Enneagram and stress and it's like no I didn't know that and then of course I researched the heck out of it and I realized wow that is really what I'm feeling and I had not in my whole life like that's a long time to go without feeling a lot of stress and anger Hmm. So I'm very grateful in that way. But also when it hit, it hit hard, you know? Yes, Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, Well, and, you know, speaking of the Enneagram, you and I are both nines. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we are both blessed to have husbands who realize that (laughs) because um, you and I are both really blessed to have these men who have caught the vision of our work. And so they both have been a big part of what we are doing. You with your writing and blogging and me with Mm -hmm. the podcast. I mean... Because, you know, it's, I think they've helped us overcome some of these potential obstacles that of in what we're both doing. Um, mm-hmm. And we both do need a little push sometimes. I mean, we need accountability to get the things done. We really want to get these things done. But it's just having somebody behind us supporting us, giving us the accountability yes. and the little push. So I mean, that's just a, an encouragement to our listeners. Um, as you seek to find tools that help your own personal fight for joy, you need to ask for support and encouragement from the people in your life. Um, find people who will come alongside of you and believe in you and support you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just explain a little bit of just what, what your writing looks like then. What does it look like on a weekly basis? I mean, have you always been drawn to writing? Is is kind of writing a newer thing that you've been implementing? And then just what does it look like? Do you write every day? Do you have certain times during the week that are kind of set apart? Or do you just kind of wait until something comes and presents itself that you want to share? What is what does the writing process in and of itself look like? Um, I have always kept a journal since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, once, honestly, when, when this whole move thing came and Casey left us was be when I pretty much completely stopped because like I said I was so tired and exhausted and um and once we moved here I wasn't journaling um I would try to like um you know one other thing I would do when I was feeling extra down and out I would be getting out my devotionals that you know really spoke to me really well Mm -hmm. which one of my favorites is Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'd get those out and then I would journal, you know, like that prompted me or my favorite scripture verses. Yeah. Um, you know, I writing those out. Um, but otherwise, as far as the blog, I do kind of wait. It seems like I'm finding that that's the best way. Mm-hmm. Something will spark. Either I'll hear something in a podcast or read something and be like, oh, I could write about that. So, um, 
and then I usually just kind of sit down one of the days of the week and just book it and I just get it all out and Casey helps proof it for me mm-hmm. and then and then we post it. So good, good. Share a little bit about some of the topics that you cover. I mean, everything from raising kids to raising chickens, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be a positive for moving here because we couldn't have chickens in Nebraska. And so I left my friend who always gave us farm fresh eggs. And uh, uh-huh. once we got here, I know that that was something that Casey knew I wanted, but I honestly didn't think I'd get to, but he was totally on board with building a beautiful chicken coop. And so I have six backyard chickens and haven't bought eggs since last October. Um, (laughs) And we use a lot of eggs. So it's been, it's been great. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as a little side note, that is something, uh, another thing that I've learned from our friendship, Kelly, is just how much fun it's to cheer each other on, even when we don't always get an aspect of each other's life, because I don't get the chicken thing, but (laughs) I see how much joy it brings you. And like you said, how beneficial it's been to the health of your family. And so that makes me love it for you. I mean, I just think that's an important lesson in friendship. You cheer each other on, not just because you line up on everything and believe in and do all the same things, but because that's what good supportive friends do. I mean, you want each other to grow and thrive and find the things that connect and make each individual person, you know, thrive and happy. So, Mm -hmm. um, but share a couple of the other topics of things that you've written about. Um, Faith is a big one. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably my easiest one to come up with things that I'd like to share. Um, And I just actually last week's um, blog was about Bible study fellowship because there Mm -hmm. wasn't one here Mm -hmm. when we moved. And I just started one this year that is a satellite or satellite class. And it just feels like I'm back at home yet. Mm -hmm. All these strangers are, are sitting around me, but there's just some sort of comfort that I feel in being there and then coming home and doing the lesson Mm -hmm. that is just kind of indescribable. And and now Jazzercise also is doing a virtual classes. So it's like in one week, I found out I get two of my joys back yeah. in a different way, but I'll take it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and you know, the one, uh, the one post that really resonated me with you uh, was about slowing down. I loved mm-hmm. what you wrote about that and just oh. all these practical ideas that you and Casey implement into your family to live a slower paced life. And, and like you said, I'm always helped by your health focused posts. I feel like um, the things you've written about eating real foods and fasting and I mean, mm-hmm. even some of your recipes and, and they're not even just food recipes. I just recently made your recipe for that natural face scrub <laughs> yeah. and I loved it. So oh, good. yeah, just a good huge range, range of topics and, um, tell your hubby that the website is just so well done. I mean, I love the groupings of each of the topics. um, And then you click on that and find all of the different posts. So it's really well done and easy to navigate. Um, So the blog and all that you're, you know, sharing and writing is definitely helping others, Kelly, I know it is, but I would love for you to share a little bit about some of the ways that that writing and blogging and sharing all of these things together have helped you um, especially along the topic of restoring joy. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Maybe that's where you're going to go with it. You kind of mentioned that um, some of these harder things have been, you know, transformed into gratitude as you've written them out. But exactly. what are, yeah, just share a little bit about how writing specifically has helped restore some joy. Um, I think, I think that it has allowed me to stop and think about maybe how far I've come and how mm, much I've that's important. accomplished. Yeah. Yes. Because little Kelly from Nebraska did not 
fly on like we've flown so much I flew a lot by myself when we were house hunting mm-hmm. um I drive to uh, I mean I drive so much here because nothing is conveniently located to our house except the schools which are only like four minutes away so that's great but as far as any type of stores or shopping I have to go at least 12 minutes mm-hmm. and so um I'm navigating interstates and and many times back roads when the interstates are are you know congested and so I when I'm thinking about what I'm going to write I do think about what I have accomplished which does help me go you know what I know that God has never left me once Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and and that's the thing is I think what I realize most is that that my faith is just over these past two years have just been tested on a whole new level that I had never been tested on. Hmm. And I know that God doesn't test us. I don't really mean that, but, um, and he's just, I feel like I'm, I'm learning what the meaning of trust actually means hmm. to trust God. Hmm. And um, hmm. I don't know, before the move, I feel like I could have told you with 100% without a doubt that I trusted God with all my heart and soul and mind. Um, but I, I think about it, and I this might sound silly, but my favorite Disney movie is Aladdin. Mm-hmm. You've seen it? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago, I know. Yeah. But Well, there's but a I, new one out now, too. Have you yes, seen that? Yes, yeah. I, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I really am excited, too. Yeah. But um, there's a part of the movie where the, the palace guards are after Aladdin and Jasmine, and they're running away, and they are trapped at a dead end together on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. And Aladdin knows that the only way to escape is to jump. And he reaches his hand to Jasmine and invites her quite calmly, actually. You know, he's in a calm voice. And he's like, do you trust me? And mm. and she says, yes. And I kind of am realizing that's really how God has been this whole, these last two years. Mm. But because my heart was somewhat angry that, he put me in a new place with uncomfortable situations and things that weren't familiar to me. Um, I wasn't saying yes. Hmm. So I think through this blogging, I'm really going to be able to, to even realize more about how my faith is growing and that I do trust him. And I know that he's got this and he's got all my kids and I don't need to be thinking about am I scarring them for life because mm. they're not by their grandparents mm-hmm, anymore and mm-hmm. and and their church family that they knew that you guys like you know yeah, neighbors like yeah, you guys and yeah, yeah. oh Kelly that so, is a beautiful perspective beautiful perspective and it is it's it's a way of framing your move as like you said an invitation to trust God more mm-hmm. deeply and then as you blog about these things that you are learning I mean it's giving you reminders of just who God is and what he's doing. And then, like you said, it shows your progress. It it encourages you as you see how you are progressing in your faith and life as your kids are thriving. I mean, that's a beautiful perspective, Kelly. Um, Yeah. And so anything else you're learning in blogging? I mean, for me, like as your friend, I just wanted to say like, you, you already mentioned it at the very start, which is just that you, I think you're learning through this process that you do have good stuff to share. Um, and just that you are an encouragement to others. I think, like you mentioned, it can be tempting to think, 
well, there are already so many blogs out there. Why should I publish this one? And I know that was mm-hmm. something that I had to battle too. I mean, is there really a need for another podcast out there? Um, <gasps> but as you and I are both learning and experiencing, I mean, there is a need. There is something different to bring to the table because each person brings a unique perspective. And, you know, God is at work in each person's life in unique and personal ways. So even if somebody else would start a blog that's called Living Simply, I mean, I, it would look totally different because they are different than you and will bring that's a different true. perspective and a different life experience too. So that's one thing as as your friend, what I kind of see that you are learning through this whole process and the confidence that God is instilling in you that this is a ministry that he is going to use you for and that you do have good stuff to share. Um, is there anything else that jumps out at you that you've been learning through the process? Um, the power of prayer. Hmm, I kind of, I guess I said that about the prayer that the three prayers that we prayed on a daily basis prior to, to leaving Nebraska. But, um, I have to say, even right before you were going to call me today, I had reached out to one of my friends and said, you know, I'm doing this Friday at 11. Could Mm. you just pray that, that Jody and I, um, can bring God the glory and just that everything goes smooth. And I got a text like a minute before you called me Mm. and she was like, I'm praying. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, so the power of prayer and, you know, I've got five prayer sisters in Nebraska that I will reach out to Mm -hmm. you guys. I have no problem doing that because I know that it works. It's not a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think too, you know, gratitude. I think that's something that I have seen you learn as well. Like you said, some of the anger and the stress and the, the hard things through your writing, you have, you know, transformed these things into a heart of gratitude and being grateful. So I love that. Yeah, well, yeah. I imagine that there's, you know, occasional obstacles to getting, you know, a regular blog written. Um, so what are some challenges that present themselves as you have started down this path? I don't know if it's just making time, if it's just doubt, I don't know what it is, but where, you know, where do you find obstacles showing themselves as you try to continue to press on writing a blog? Um, it is probably making the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can keep so much in my head and my thoughts going, going, and I can be so busy with things that like laundry and grocery yeah. shopping and things that um, need to get done. But, you know, um, Casey is so good about encouraging me to, hey, the kids are gone all day. You've got six hours mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> before yeah. the last one gets on the bus and the first one's home, you know, mm-hmm. to make the most of that time and, and save some of that for later or he'll you know he'll help me or the kids can help me and so it's probably that's the biggest obstacle is me just stopping Mm -hmm. and stopping the thoughts and stopping me doing my physical busy work and day-to-day and sitting down and just letting it all come out so yeah yeah um yeah and many times I do you know I try to get them out on on Sunday nights and and there are many times that it's Saturday night and I haven't I haven't started it yet but in my head I know what I want to write about Mm -hmm. it's just the discipline so I again we just started school September 5th so I'm still feel like I'm going to give myself a little grace that I'm getting back into the school routine but I do hope to discipline myself to become more regular and doing it while the kids are away yeah you will you will transitions are tricky trying to figure out the new rhythm Um, But let's just let's imagine that someone is listening and um, they have a spark igniting within them saying, 
you know, maybe I should start exploring uh, writing or maybe I should think about developing a blog. Um, what would you say to them or just how would you encourage someone to get started with um, started down this path? Well, for me, I would not have known technologically how to do it. Mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and I I love to learn about almost everything but not technology stuff yeah yeah and that's why I'm married to Casey because he loves it like he had so much fun mm-hmm. making that the mm-hmm. blog and doing mm-hmm. all that and maintaining it that he was like hey even if if you don't get to it every week like he enjoys going back to his roots of of web design and stuff so yeah. um you definitely need someone that's going to help you on the technological side of things or be willing to learn it yourself to make the website there are so many I didn't realize that there's so many internet sites out there that go right step by step on how to make a website Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of amazing to me Um, but then setting up the accounts for that and for email and creating you know I have an Instagram account as well to go with the blog Um, Mm -hmm. and so just you know, having someone or the willingness to learn to do that part. Um, but then also, if you do feel that little, like you said, that desire or something in you, um, maybe just bounce it off some friends. Mm-hmm. I actually, while it was in my head, I had told nobody when I thought it went through my head to to do a blog a long time ago. Um, and a friend said, you know, you need to have a blog. You should do that. Mm. And I was just like, so, you know, like, hmm. And then Casey's like, you, you know, yeah, I think you have some good stuff to share and I think you should. And he mm-hmm. thought it would be good for me. And at the time I was like, so resistant, but like I said, it's come around and I think it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, that's good. Way. So just kind of looking for affirmation and then also mm-hmm. just getting started. I think that's the, the daunting part is just people don't know how to get started and um it was the same thing with with podcasting it's surprising once you just start looking into it um a lot of things online are step by step and there is some good instruction out there and finding people that can help you you know navigate it all is is so mm-hmm. helpful too i think i think casey should like write a whole post about if somebody wants to start a blog these are the next that's steps that's funny yes i actually said to him i'm like hey cuz he's like all full of ideas and i'm like Maybe you should be like my guest blogger. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for I think sure. Casey's Corner, we could call it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, this has all been really helpful, Kelly. Just oh. really insightful, really inspiring. And so let's wrap up our conversation today by doing what we usually do when we're together. And that's just talking about what we're reading, what we're listening to. Um, what are you excited about right now? Mm. There's a lot, honestly, because I am doing better in this mm-hmm. grieving process. Um, um, but right now, it's big time Enneagram. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have been studying my little heart out. I have, I'm on my last book from the library. I've checked out all nine books that they oh, have on it. Oh, I love it, it Kelly. Um, I've been listening to every podcast that I can get my app to find so explain um, if somebody has never heard of the enneagram i'm hoping to do a whole episode on fighting for joy with the enneagram Um, but explain just kind of how do you if somebody says what is the enneagram what do you usually say do you have a little tagline that you use i don't i need to come up with one okay um i heard somebody (laughs) say once yeah 
Yeah, go what ahead. What did I say? Well, I heard it's something along the lines of it's nine different ways to see the world, right? Or nine yes, different perspectives yes, of how you view. Yeah. God created nine basic type of people, but within those nine people, they each are seeing through a different lens. And within those lenses, even with you and I both being nines, mm-hmm. it's like, I heard it once like paint samples at a store. So yeah. you might have your blue section, but there are hundreds of different blues. So you can be the same number as somebody, but look completely different. Yes. Um, yes. What brings you to other are the core your core fears and your core desires mm-hmm. of each number yeah and and um what's really cool is like I had said earlier I go to a six in stress <laughs> and I go to a three in health mm-hmm. and I love learning that because I mean that's the only way to grow and and God created us this way I mean yeah. this isn't yeah. just a bunch of baloney and I'm having so much fun figuring out my kids you're not supposed to figure out kids like but once they're about 12 it's okay I guess yeah yeah to to start and it's so fun to be be using this with them especially as I have an oldest daughter that I am certain is an eight Mm -hmm. which is a very aggressive and powerful number and it has helped me a ton already just in parenting and understanding her so yeah yeah I'm gonna keep up with that I I'm having this little desire to possibly be, become an Enneagram coach. I love um, that. I don't know if it will happen, but I'm not going to put that to the side. Yet. I mean, yeah, yeah, it might come up. Well, it's definitely been a fun thing you and I have loved talking about. Um, and, you know, I just read a quote this morning. I think it's by the gal that you are reading her book right now um, that's not released yet. But she said something like, the gospel is what truly transforms lives but the Enneagram is a helpful tool that helps with that transformation, right? I mean, it, it helps us yeah. to see more of God and it also helps us to see more of his creativity and how he has uniquely wired and designed each of us. Um, exactly. What's your favorite book? So you've been reading all these books. What If somebody said, oh, I just want to read just a book to find out basically what the Enneagram is, what would you recommend? Um, let me, th- The Road Back to You yeah, is probably I would a really yeah. good one to start yeah. with. Yeah. I agree. I think that that's just a basic, uh-huh. um, a basic book as far as figuring out what each of the types are and helping you try yeah. to discover where you line up in it. Yeah. Well, friend, so, you know, um, I am just cheering you on. I, you, your thought processes and your just beautiful perspective just always encourages and, and spurs me on in my own faith and my own life. So um, I am thrilled you. to see you doing this. And I personally look forward to each blog entry that comes out. Um, what is the best way for my listeners to find you, to find your blog, to follow you uh, on social media? Um, TryingToLiveSimply.com is is where you can find the blog. Okay. And on Instagram, I think it's um Trying To Live Simply blog. Okay. Because my it's Trying To Live Simply is is my own personal account. Mm-hmm. Um. So Casey added the word blog behind. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, good. That's good. And yeah. there is a place on your website, too, where people can subscribe to your email list, right? Yeah. 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 And, that's and then a, it's just a weekly, yes. um, just to say, hey, the blog is out there. And I do, I try to do a, a recipe every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to get signed up that way because then, yeah, like you said, your latest posts are just delivered directly to the inbox. Sometimes, you know, you can get overwhelmed with trying to check things on social media, but, um, this is a good way to get stuff as soon as you release them. So, yeah. well, everybody needs to go check out Kelly's blog, trying to live simply (laughs) in a not so simple world. You will love it. You're so Um, sweet. But thanks for sharing all of this today, Kelly. You're welcome. It was just, it's always great to talk to you. I I value your friendship. Like you have no idea. It's just, yeah. Casey directs me to you and he, you know, have you talked to Jody? Have you texted Jody? You know, even just seeing your posts with your kids, like just getting to keep in touch with how they're doing means so much. Yeah. Well, we miss you, but we're thankful for our continued friendship and super grateful you shared all that you did today. Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome. We'll see you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.